Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ben and Chris Talk Football. I am Chris. And I am Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and happenings from around the NFL. No games this week. No games still preseason, which seems like... That's a lie. What do you mean? The XFL starts this week. No NFL games. Okay. (laughs) I got to specify here. We have the world's only holder of a complete XFL mini helmet collection from the first time they tried this league. Listen, I am a, I treasure my my trinkets with pride. Hey, whatever, man. Maybe better this time around. It wasn't great last time, though. Hopefully, they figured something out. But uh, yeah, we got a pretty good show for you today. Our review of the NFL season awards, the NFL Honor Awards, as well as our quarterback free agency breakdown. So we only went uh, only each got three right on the awards. Yeah, I mean there was some that really threw me for a loop. I didn't I didn't see. Harbaugh getting coach of the year. Well, let's we'll, we'll go through them one by one. I mean, the Jackson one, we can just we knew that. Yeah, we both we both, I, I guess, guessed I educated mean, guess Lamar Jackson would be the league MVP. We were right. We we know that you were out in front of this boat in September, and I had yeah. to wait till November before I'm like, okay, concede. You so, had to wait till the rest of the Seahawks weighed Russell Wilson down enough so he wasn't a contender yes, anymore. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I mean Jackson MVP deserved it. Good. This one they got right, no problem. Everybody knew it. Everybody could see it. I mean, it was unanimous, literally. Second unanimous. Uh, Who's the so first? Uh, Tom Brady. Oh, okay. That the year he threw for like 55 yep. touchdowns? Yeah, okay. Or 50, yeah. Uh, the unfortunate 18-1 uh, season. Yes. I guess unfortunate depends which, which side of the coin you're on there. I think the, like you, I agree, the most perplexing one. Was Harbaugh? Yeah, I mean, you no know, disrespect to, to John Harbaugh. He's he's a good coach and all, but he had a star-studded team around him. Yeah, and he had a kid that was just killing it. And then you got a guy like Mike Vrabel, who we actually, I picked Vrabel later on in the year. I picked Tomlin originally. Yeah, but towards the end of the year, Steelers really, really fell off. And I mean, we both know the run that Tennessee had. I don't know how it wasn't Vrabel. I mean, he made the decision early in the season, relatively early, early in the season, to take their former first-round pick, their franchise quarterback, guy everybody thought when they drafted him would be their quarterback for the next 15 years, bench him, and bring in Ryan Tannehill. And we all know what happened from there. Tannehill, I mean, he didn't always have to throw for a lot. Sometimes he just let you know Derrick Henry do what Derrick Henry does, but that's okay. You can't be punished for having good, other good players on your team. But it, it was uh, also part of him making the offense run efficiently, where sometimes Mariota might try to do something a little bit more than he should. I think yeah, that was I would think that's Mariota's biggest problem is he just he didn't know when enough was enough. Right. Like if, if a play was dead and it was clearly dead, he would throw an interception. He would keep trying to run and then you get a fumble or, or some, a turnover of some sort. And it, it just didn't work out. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a nice change of pace would work for Mariota, but I, I think Vrabel deserves a lot of credit for saying, Hey, cause if you do that and it doesn't work out, your ass is on the line. I mean, he probably is gone. Oh, Mariota. No, yeah. uh, Vrabel. I mean, Oh no, if that doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Work, there's a good chance he's gone. If not, he's on the hot seat. And if he started out like one and two next season, he would have been gone. Right, I mean, this is, Third season, I think, in, uh, with its Tennessee. second or third. Second or but, third. But you, you can't make choices like that and not have them work. Yeah. And he believed in it, and he went out there and he had a game plan that worked. 
having the best running back in football this year didn't hurt. That's true. You know, with apologies to Christian McCaffrey. Speaking of McCaffrey. Well, you, you picked him for offensive player of the year? I picked him for offensive player of the year, and look, I love Michael Thomas. You'd be hard-pressed to find anybody who isn't the Saints fan who's a bigger fan of Michael Thomas than myself. However, this was Christian McCaffrey's award. Michael Thomas ended up winning. Yes, he did. I don't know how. Both the offensive and defensive players of the year, I don't understand. I really don't. Great season by Gilmore, who won defensive player of the year, and by Thomas. I just don't think they were the best offensive and defensive players in the league. I think I, I really believe that was TJ Watt and Christian McCaffrey. I mean, Thomas kind of held held the team offensively together while Breeze was out. I I was perplexed on why Gilmore, and I, like, I told you this before, I think he got it because I think he got it like week 14, week 15, where the votes were sent in. And I don't, again, I don't know when the rules are and when you have to have it in by or when you could start sending it in. But I think, I think Gilmore's votes were in early enough. And Logan Ryan just had a very upper echelon season. And it was very consistent where we saw Stephon Gilmore nuts. The last quarter, not play up to the potential. Especially the last two games. Right. And it just it, and it showed on the field. It showed in the fact that the Patriots didn't finish strong. And instead of having the two seed, they had the three seed. And they faced Tennessee at home, and then they lost. So I just didn't think that was indicative of what Stephon Gilmore's whole season was about by giving him this award. He was very, very good, and you can say he was probably uh, all-pro. Oh, absolutely. I had no problem being first-team all-pro, but the best defensive player in football? I don't get it. I'm a Patriots fan. I love Gilmore, but I don't get it. He didn't affect enough, and there were too many games where he didn't affect enough the outcome of the game to make it. I I would even, even if I had to sit there, even if I had to say, well, Ben Logan Ryan isn't wasn't a, a finalist, so sorry. I could even say, okay, well, I, then I understand why T.J. Watt would be in the discussion. He had more of an effect on the entire uh, success of the team than Stephon Gilmore, where some games he just didn't show up. He just wasn't there. I mean, the Houston game, where was he? Uh, watching Houston score touchdowns. Uh, that's that's. I mean, that's the observation I made. Yeah, so. I didn't. I didn't see. There, there was a lot of times, like you said, I missed Logan Ryan. When I was looking, I should have seen that. I, when I was looking up, who I thought would win, I, I do think T.J. Watt deserved it, but Logan Ryan would have been a sneaky pick. I saw Gilmore. I saw his stats, and I realized there's things you can do on the field that don't show up in the stat book. Yeah. I just didn't see enough of that from Gilmore. But like you said, there was times during big games he just he wasn't there. And I mean, I I, there's times during during not big games that he doesn't show up. Like there's a there is a semi moniker of Stephon Gilmore where if it's not a big game on a big stage, doesn't really play to the level of Stephon Gilmore. But in a big game, i.e., last year's Super Bowl, what did he do? He showed up, right? Performed. The play he made against Jacksonville in the AFC Championship a few years ago. Yep. I mean, he doesn't make that play. Patriots probably don't go to the Super Bowl. 
But, I mean, the thing is, too, is the reason that defense worked and those linebackers who were allowed to give themselves the boogeyman, which I still think is ridiculous because they didn't scare anybody the last half of the year, the reason they were able to do that was because the secondary was so good. Right. The minute that secondary stopped performing at the level they were the first half of the year, that defense was not the same. Right. People didn't – they weren't scared of them anymore. And when you have an offense, for whatever reason, that wasn't clicking the way it has in the past, you're you're just not you're not gonna you're not gonna go anywhere. And teams figured out they can run the ball. Yeah, you're not gonna compete. I mean, there's there's just no way. And well, we'll get in we'll get into the Patriots offense some other time. That's yeah. what we're talking about here. But yeah, I mean, so I mean, we got the MVP, uh, offensive defensive players of the year. I did get both the offensive and defensive rookies of the year. Correct. You did. You did. Kyler Murray and Joe, uh, not Joey. I can always call him Joey. Kyler Murray and Nick Bosa uh, deservedly so. I mean, I thought Kyler was very, very easy choice. Oh yeah. I mean, I really wasn't. That wasn't a tough one. Sometimes the the best choice is the easiest one. Bosa. I mean, you could have argued a few people, but I I thought you deserved it because I saw him play, and the kid had such an impact in every game. I mean, I, I I could have understood if other people had won that one, but I really think he deserved it. I like Devin White, but I may have looked at just the stats and not dug into all the games to see how effective right. across the board he was. Um, but I get Nick Bosa, but I also factored my decision and saw how the later portion of the season, not so much the, the whole end of the season, where – the 49ers defense wasn't playing to the level they were at the beginning of the season. Part of that was no D Ford, no rotation. So these players are playing more plays than they were at the beginning of the season. But I can see I, I'm not I'm not tussling about Nick Bosa winning the award. I, I can see why he he did and Kyler Murray was an easy decision. He was far and away the best Offensive rookie, you could contend some of the wide receivers, but they didn't play. That a lot of them were end of the season. Yeah, not the spans of the season. I wanted to find a case for AJ Brown. I really did. I tried, but it, it just wasn't. It wasn't there overall when you yeah, looked yeah. at what Kyler did do. Because Kyler did make that team better. I mean, even when the Forty Nine ers defense was at full strength, the week before Seattle finally beat San Fran. Cardinals gave them a run for their money. Right. They damn near beat them. And then a couple weeks later, they, they gave them a run for their money again. And that was before they had any of the injury issues. So, Kyler, if he can stay healthy, he's going to have a very nice career, and I think he definitely deserved that award. That 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 concludes my, uh, my, uh, my correct guesses. I had the three. I had Jackson and uh, Murray and Bosa. Who'd you have? I had uh, Jackson, I had Thomas, and I had Murray. So Okay. Um, we both whiffed on comeback player of the year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I know what Tannehill did, but I still think that was a Jimmy G award. Even, even my pick, I mean, let's, let's, let's stand back and look at this optically. Jimmy out of the three of them. So we're talking Devontae Parker, Jimmy G, and Ryan Tannehill. Jimmy G only ha- is the only one that really had, I would say, marginal success. Tannehill had nice seasons, but not. You no, know, the Jimmy G had the 
run after he got traded to San Francisco where he had that run where all of a sudden they riddle off like four victories. And Devontae was okay. So I could see why Jimmy would be the only one that truly makes sense as a comeback player of the year. But optically, none of them had that stellar season, full season. No. To say, oh, and then they had that plummet, and then, oh, now they're comeback. But out of the three of them, looking at it now, Jimmy was the only one that had the sustained success. Well, here's my issue. Both Garoppolo and I believe Tannehill last year was an ACL injury. I think so. I think Tannehill tore his ACL last year, which is why, you know, he, he ended up missing the whole season and eventually getting released. Unless he was, I don't know if he's a free agent or released, whatever. Either way, he was available and Tennessee scooped him up. So even if they're coming from the same injury, okay, so they're on a level playing field. Garoppolo had more success during the regular season. And he played the entire season. Now, it's not Tannehill's fault. Tannehill came in as a backup. I'm not blaming him for that. But the fact still remains. Garoppolo played all the games. Tannehill didn't. Garoppolo performed better and bigger against teams. I mean, both had a good running game. I mean, it's a very even keel. I mean, you could kind of mirror both players. Yeah. But Garoppolo played more games. I don't don't understand how Tannehill gets that. I I think what they're – if – I'm looking at the writer's opinion, and I don't know the breakdown of the votes. They're probably looking at Tannehill and saying he had some sustained success through multiple years where Jimmy has had the short stint when he got traded, and then he had a game or two last year until he got his injury, and now this is his first full season. But even then, Tannehill didn't have – great success and it it you know, just looks like it just looks like a weak it, it, and in all fairness it might be a weak field to look at for comeback players. I think it was a weak field this year but you know what I didn't actually think about what you had just said that makes a lot of sense because before last season when Jimmy only played into game two before he tore his ACL he only had four or five career starts right in the previous season I believe he started the last three or four games Plus, he had the um, first two games of the 17th season. Yeah, but, well, yeah, but I mean, but he wasn't the starter. That was, you know, was, not anything to come. I know, but he not the full time because oh, oh, right. Brady was out. That's right. why. I know he was a starter, but he wasn't the. He was just the backup right. starting because Brady was suspended. We're not going to get into that. No. Um, as a witch, I don't know if there ever was one, but. You know, I do agree, actually. It makes a lot more sense now why Tannehill did get it because Grapple only had the two games in 17, the few at the end of 18, the few at the beginning of last season before he tore his ACL. He never, you're right, he never really had that full season to be a comeback player from. So, actually, it, by, by doing it like that, I actually changed my mind. I think that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I just wish I thought of it before I made my pick. That's okay. <laughs> We weren't perfect by any stretch of imagination. Yeah, we don't claim to be. We're. I think the t- two of them were easy picks that we both got right. Um, I'd say Logan's. Uh, I'm not Logan talk. Logan, uh, Michael Thomas. I thought was a fairly pedestrian pick by me that made the most sense. And Nick Bosa, 
And the, the, I think the defensive player field had a lot of good options, to your point. So that was kind of – you thought that was the best. So I don't think that was easy by any stretch. The rest of them, I mean – Easiest was definitely Lamar. The easiest. That was that was, that was that wasn't even – I, I will still die on the hill of – Logan Ryan probably should have been defensive player of the year, in my opinion. And Stefan Gilmore did not give us a full season of what he should have been. No, I, I agree with that. And you're talking to two diehard Patriots fans here, and we just we, we don't see it. Love Gilmore. Great oh, yeah. player. Glad he's on the team, at least for now. Because who knows, he's getting in the back end of that contract. You never know what happens then. Well, we did have one other award. We didn't pick it, but... We had another award come up. What's that? The Walter Payton Man of the Year. Yes. And your winner was Calais Campbell of the Jacksonville Jaguars. For anybody who doesn't know what the Walter Payton Man of the Year award is, it is actually a great award. Do a little, you know, Google it, do some research. One person from every team is selected for their contributions to their community and just the good they do in general. You actually get a uh, – you get to wear – if you win it, I think it's all season. You get to wear – it on your jersey. that's cool. I didn't know that, but that, that is very. I know. Cool. I know they at least one game, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's all season. I think they get to wear if you ever want it. Um, and it might have been a one off game, but I know I know at one point in the season they do get to wear a jersey with the emblem, and that's Walter Payton's. You know, in a, a like gold. I think it's gold on his. It's the award basically, right? With a coat over him. And it's just a smaller version on their jersey. Um, he actually got it because he started a foundation called CRC Foundation, which is his uh, father's initials. And he hosted 250 children at the Calais Campbell Jack's Pal Youth Fo- Football STEM Camp, which is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. But that's not it. He also did appearances... Uh, for with schools for Kids Hope Alliance uh, to encourage discussion of social justice, and that's not and it doesn't end there. He also uh, instituted Campbell's Season of Giving for 2019, which he donated a thousand dollars for every Jags win. Yeah, which well, didn't, didn't yeah. not not great, but five thousand for each sack. Which he had six and a half, uh, twenty five hundred for every half a sack. So six and a half sack. Yeah. You could, you could do the math at home. I'm not doing it here. Uh, Two thousand for every tackle. Uh, sorry, tackle for loss, which he had ten. Uh, it's a nice, absolutely nice chunk of dough to go to Campbell's season of giving. I'd say. Um, and then he spread it. What they did was. Uh, if you read into the uh, actual, you go to the NFL Honors section on NFL.com, uh, it actually t- it breaks it down. Each month has a different uh, charity group. Um, I don't remember. Uh, I know. I remember December, I think, was United Way. And the other ones, I don't remember offhand exactly what they were. But each each month was a different um, donation month, uh, donation group. You know, I love, I love having stories like that on, on, on the show here and hearing things about that because for all the negative you hear, a lot of people want to just present the negative because that gets clicks, that gets downloads. People love the drama. 
got your Antonio Browns, and whether it be issues, you know, with like Zeke Elliott or Tyree Hill or Adrian Peterson or Kareem Hunt or any of these other guys, it's just nice to hear some good stories. Because there are a lot of really good dudes in this league, and that isn't a sexy download article headline, so people just don't bring it up a lot. But it is very much worth Googling this and seeing what some of these guys do because there's some really good people out there who do a lot of good. And just a nice story. Good for Calais, and uh, congratulations to him. And um, just keep doing the good work, man. He was nominated twice with Arizona. Yeah, so this isn't isn't like a new thing to him. He's no, just no, been no. he's just done as good as he could the entire time he's been in the league. The one thing I like about players, it's like Jalen Ramsey. I don't want to. I don't know the specifics, but I know he has a foundation in Jacksonville, and then he got moved to L.A. But he still was trying to do stuff for his foundation in Jacksonville. A lot of players do that. So even if they get traded, oh, absolutely. They still have roots in the community. Vince Wolfork did it when he got when he moved from Houston oh, yeah. to from. I believe he uh, still has some things around here that he does for oh, charity. Oh yeah, he still does. It's it's. I love the Superbird. Yeah, who doesn't? I was going to say guy, that. Who doesn't love the? That Superbird? guy was so great. Uh, but it, it's it's great that not only do you do stuff in the community that you're with, whether it be for four years, five years, ten years, if you happen to get traded, or signed somewhere else. Not only do you start something there, but you try to maintain what you've done in the previous place because you know it's it's, sure. it's just as important. And you're helping out still. Like you don't. There's no. I mean, the fans might be upset if you got traded, but like people still need help, and that's real life. That's why I said this is people are gonna. I I, I can already hear some people. How can you say the man of the year award? People won the MVP. MVP award's great, and Lamar Jackson should be proud of it because I think Lamar Jackson does a lot for charity also from what right. I've seen. Oh, yeah. But one of them is being good at football, and the other one is being good at life, making a positive impact for others in, in an actual way that's tangible, not just – I don't mean just a good feeling for winning a football game because those guys should be proud of their accomplishments and their awards also. But there's something to be said for going above and beyond when you don't have to because Goliath Campbell, Cam Newton – Lamar Jackson and the countless others that do good work around the communities they live and live and play around don't have to do anything. They can okay. just collect a big old check and sit in their, their fancy house and not do anything. They don't have to do it. They do it because they're good people and they can help and they want to. And I, I think I think Lamar was um, his team's selection for uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year uh, finalist, but. I tried. I tried. I, 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 the other day, I'm just like, out of curiosity, as a Patriots fan, I tried to find, just as an exercise, find something about Lamar Jackson I did not like. Couldn't do it. I mean, couldn't do it. He's a good kid. He's a great player. Like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, and belittle or, or put the guy down because he doesn't play for my team. Like, talent is talent. Good people are good people. Doesn't matter what uniform they put on on Sunday. Yeah, like right. it, it, it. We we all kind of forget that every now and then and get way too you caught can, up in negativity. You can get beyond the the flag waving and, and dig into and take time to dig into what these people are all about. Yep, what they do, what they like. If you just go on 
NFL.com backslash man of the year. You just there's videos of of previous winners. There's uh, Instagram tweets of what people are doing, and you can and, and then you and all the nominees for this year are at the bottom, and you can click on every single one of them and learn more about their their um their contributions. You got Cam Newton with Carolina. You got Jarvis Landry with Cleveland, I think, and I'm pretty sure I was right that uh, Lamar was Baltimore's, but of course I can't see where it's at right now, which is good. Another one I loved, I just want to bring up before we move on to our our quarterback discussion, was something that happened this past, it was Sunday night or Monday morning after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. The uh, defensive tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs, Derek Nadi. I'm even sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Oh yeah, I heard about this. He went ahead, and there was a shelter in the Kansas City area, and he went ahead and paid the adoption fee for all 91 dogs in here. And I'm as an animal lover, as a huge animal lover, that one gets me. I don't care what team you play for. I mean, that that was pretty cool. I thought that was very, very cool. That way, people who wanted one, wanted a dog, might not be able to afford the adoption fee, even if they could afford it. He's like, nope, I'm going to make sure these dogs get good homes. They still have to go through all the all the processes with the shelter to make sure they're a suitable home. Right. But he went ahead and paid that. I, I Regardless of the amount of money, I thought that gesture was – speaks volumes about the kind of guy he is. That's a good gesture. And, and good for him. Congratulations. And, uh, yeah, good on you, man. That was That was a good move. We went way long on that topic. That's okay. That's all right. That's all right. It's all good. I I think um, since we discussed everybody else in our last episode, and like I said, there's a lot on this subject that we're just going to focus on. And again, we're just going to dip our toe into this on the QB free agency. As things happen, we'll have more details and discussion. And as we get closer to that, that magical date, in March, um, we'll probably do a little more deep deep discussion on, on the goings-on. But this is... That is the whole point of the this, show, so I think we will, yeah. Well, I wanted a little callback to the <laughs> beginning of the show. This is a lot. This is, this is landscape-changing, I think, on some things. Oh, you, with all, all the quarterbacks out there, the league could be balanced very differently about a week after free agency starts. Right. And you're looking at teams dra- teams drafting quarterbacks. There's a handful of quarterbacks. I know there's at least one, and I, I'm not going to get into it right now, but there's one that I think could win right now, and there's a couple that might be able to curb into the season and do some winning. But you're looking at Breeze Brady, Winston, whatever you think of Winston, he's a free agent. Did you, did you? Sorry, one second. Did you see the argument for Jameis Winston winning Defensive Player of the Year? I did. 30, 30 interceptions, six interception for touchdowns. And <laughs> like, you, you have to factor that in. The guy that, well, I mean, if, if if those numbers are on defense, he'd be a dynamo. He'd be a shoe in. But continue. I'm sorry. I thought that was funny. That's okay. Uh, you got Teddy B, which we've been. 
it seems like at least every everybody's going to sign Teddy B. Every Everybody. fourth episode, every we're mentioning him, and and I think we've gone down the laundry list of teams that are going to pick him up. He's going to play everywhere. Half he a is, game, half a game for each team around the league. I think it's fair. I don't know how they're going to work the trading deadline thing in, but I think they can make an exception for Teddy B. Uh, Philip Rivers, yeah, Tannehill, Mariota, and Dak Prescott. That is a lot. Of high caliber to mid caliber to average quarterbacking that's available. They're all true free agents because Breeze and Brady's contracts void at the beginning of the, of the new league year, which is interesting. Now, we have a list of, of teams that need quarterbacks. Now, they obviously correlate with um, the teams, uh, the players I just mentioned. There's also teams I listed there that may need upgrades at quarterback. And there's a lot of smoke with a certain team out of a new city. Miami, New England, Cincinnati, L.A. Chargers, Dallas, Tampa Bay, Carolina, New Orleans all need quarterbacks because either their quarterbacks is not signed. Actually, no, their quarterbacks aren't signed. It's the next list that's interesting. Jacksonville has two quarterbacks under contract. Right. They may need to upgrade. Okay. Indianapolis, we know your opinion. I'm you, saving I'm saving my opinion still after you get done cuz I don't want to cut you off. So right, go ahead. right. But you know Indianapolis, we know uh, Chris's opinion on Indianapolis and what he likes, who he'd like to see there. Chicago, which I think everyone understands our opinion on Mitchell Trubisky. Detroit, I put Detroit on there. Because the back concerns. Yeah, me. you don't know Stafford's health, right? And he's getting, he's getting not long on the two because he's not as old as Aaron Rodgers, who's thirty six or thirty seven. But I think that back issue just accelerates the amount of time he's going to actually play. That's why he, they're on this. And the one team I missed that was interesting is your Las Vegas Raiders. Oh uh, no, my 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 New England Patriots. That's that's everybody else can have the Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders, who might and there's a lot of smoke and a lot of discussion. <coughs> <coughs> about the Oakland Raider, uh, <clears throat> Las Vegas Raiders. If you teams could stop moving around so much, it'd make it a lot easier for us to remember. I mean, it, it would help. Because they were the L.A. Raiders, they were the Oakland Raiders, they were the L.A. Raiders, and I think they went back to the Oakland Raiders. At the Rams moving, the Chargers moving, it's like, come on. But we have the San Diego Colts before we know it. It's a possibility. So let's start. I want you to start with what I, th- I think you got something stewing over there. What do you want to know? I, w- I want to know Indianapolis. Hard and fast, who you think? Teddy Bridgewater. You think te- Teddy goes to Indy number one? He can do a lot. Of, he can throw. Yeah. He he's not over the top exceptional at anything, and that's not a knock. He remember he didn't he wasn't so great in Minnesota. That wasn't the best offense in the world. Then he got hurt, had a really really bad injury, came back, had to kind of prove it again as a backup. He's got talent. But he's still a little bit raw. I think that'd be a really good system for him to be in. I think you have tight ends. You have some good running backs. You have a great offensive line there. 
You have some talented receiver, and you have about I think you have the second highest, uh, yes, uh, um, salary cap budget in the league. Million. Yeah, a ton of money. Now, Indy doesn't want to go out. I had another one for Indy, but I, I, I that's gonna you realize they can only have one. It's gonna throw people off. No, 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 no. Instead of not, not both. Oh, okay, okay. And they could have one if they wanted to sign them. Um. But doesn't make any sense. But I mean, let's let's stop trying to think of logic when it comes to indie. Sometimes, Brissett. Like I love Brissett. He's not the guy. He's not a starter. He's a really really good backup. He's not a starting caliber quarterback in this league. I'm sorry. He would fit into a system, like down in Tennessee, where they're going to run 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 run, and then just you know barrel over the line, barrel over the defense with Derrick Henry. You know, should they resign him? I know that. Just making make an example. Right. They can barrel over the defense, and then he can throw 10 to 12 times a game, and he can run a little bit if he has to. But he's not the kind of guy who's going to be able to go out there and, and, and have a shootout with somebody. They're not they're not beating the Colts in a shootout. Oh, the Colts. They are the Colts. They're not beating the uh, Chiefs in a shootout or anything like that. I think Bridgewater is – Essentially, more developed Jacoby Brissett, just a higher ceiling, and he can still learn. And it's a very unique situation from a salary cap point of view. They have a uh, Indy has a ton of money. Bridgewater's not going to cost a ton. No, he's not. He's not. He's not going to be you know a minimum salary. He's going to make a nice nice contract. He's not going to cost what a Breeze would, what a Brady would, even even I don't even think what a Tannehill would. Because he essentially has not really proven a lot in the league, as good as he's played when he's been in there. I, I think he's going to be really affordable on like a three to five year deal, okay. and he probably gets somewhere in a neighborhood. He probably gets somewhere in a neighborhood of twenty five to thirty five million for three to five, probably seventeen eighteen guaranteed. Because they want to bring him, and they want to entice him to come in. They don't want somebody else to scoop him up. I think he would fit great in Indianapolis. I think it's it's perfect for him. It's perfect for them. They can pay him and still go out and get a real couple of really nice offensive pieces, and also defense. That defense isn't exceptional, better than they have been the last few years, but they're not exceptional. But that, that's my thoughts on that. I, I I find it interesting. We've put Teddy B in many positions. Uh, website I go on has has Teddy projected to get three and sixty. Oof. Three for sixty. Three for sixty. Uh, uh, projected. That's high. that's high. Let's let's just call it what it is. That's projection. So we don't know for sure if that's what's going to be. But that that does sap up a chunk of their uh, salary cap more than you think it's going to take. Up. Yeah, I don't think it's going to take that much to get Teddy because they can lace it with incentives too. Oh yeah, I find it interesting. This is the this team I think is going to be the quote unquote last at the dance or not have a I guess you could say this is going to be the team that has a chair but nobody's going to be sitting at it the Colts be the Chargers oh Chargers yeah I don't for some reason well Chargers getting they're getting their guy in the draft so I don't think they're going to get a good guy in the draft you said they're going to get that uh the other the kid at the six pick yeah but I don't think he's going to be good enough to start this year that's my point 
is is I think they're very very aware they're in a rebuilding phase anyways. Because you got you got Joe, Joe Tua, are going to be gone before they even get to the Chargers, unless right. And I've seen some places where the Chargers are going to package and jump for Tua. For Tua, you got to. I I don't like, and I'll get into this when I I dig into my uh, my draft. I don't like what Justin Herbert's done in his entire career. He's been painted as this great prospect, but he's never succeeded. So you oh well, Ryan Leaf. No, because Ryan Leaf actually had did something in college. Did he? Okay. Justin hasn't done nothing. He was average. Chargers are gonna probably they'll probably get him unless a team jumps <laughs> to get him, and now at the six pick they're looking at uh, Jordan Love or Jake Fromm. Which oh, I you mean to. jump ahead like take crazy like, the Giants? Like if a team jumps jump ahead yeah. of the Chargers and takes uh, Justin Herbert, we think they'd have to trade. You think they would have to trade with uh, the Giants then because Miami's five and they're six, right? So it would have to be the Giants at four. Yeah, or the Giants at three. Giants are at four. Four, okay, yeah. That's where I Lions are. Three, I yeah. think that's where the draft starts. But Detroit can make it sneaky good by moving around. But if someone jumps ahead of the Chargers, and now you have Joe Burrow off the list, Tua off the list, Justin Herbert off the list, now you're looking at uh, Jordan Love, who is meh. I'm looking into him, but I'm not so impressed. Uh, Jake Fromm, who's I've seen projected from late sec, uh, late first, all the way to late second, which I'm not, I'm not attributing to that. I like Jacob Fromm. He didn't win anything in Georgia, but I like him. I like his mentality. I like what he does, and I like him for a certain team, which I'll get into another time. I think you see, you can see L.A. Chargers. You ready for this? I already, I think I know what you're gonna say. Go ahead. Jameis Winston. Really? I was thinking Marcus Mariota. No, I I thought about – I did think about that, though, because I like the dynamic of – I was thinking the dynamic of having Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler, but I I think we're on the same page. Melvin Gordon signing a bit fat contract somewhere else. Yeah, he's going to go be a number one to someone else's number two. I like him in Denver. Little, oh. little nugget there oh, for him. Oh, yeah. Him. I like him in Denver. I can see that. Um, I think the Chargers are going to end up with – Jameis Winston. It's, I mean, how could they possibly? Ugly. How could they possibly end up with somebody who throws more interceptions than Philip Rivers? Oh, that there's continuity, continuity, sir. Wow. But I, 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 I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's going to be a match made in hell, where you have the the team last at the dinner table, and you have the quarterback last at the dinner table, and they're just going to be like, "Oh, you want to do this? Yeah, I guess we can do this. Okay." And they're going to be; those are going to be your 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 pair together, which is, I think, sad. But I think that's what's going to happen because you're going to see. This is what's going to happen. Breeze is going to stay in New Orleans. Brady's going to get over it, everybody. Brady's going to stay in New England. Okay. Well, I, don't, I just want to point out I've been saying that since before the season started yeah. when everybody said it wasn't. So I know we could draw it out as you know interesting plot and discussion content. Everyone else is doing it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other way and and with you, Tom's gonna stay in New England. I know it's boring. 
Tannehill will stay in. Uh, that, that that depends who you're, what team you're a fan of. That's <laughs> true. Uh, Tannehill's gonna st- Tannehill's gonna stay in Tennessee. Dak's gonna stay in Dallas. Dak has to stay in Dallas. I agree with you on the rest of them. Brees Brees stays in New Orleans. Brady stays in New England. Dak's not going anywhere because Dak can't go anywhere. I know what you're saying. Well, yes, he can. He's a free agent. That's not what I mean. He doesn't have value as much value anywhere else as he has in Dallas. No one is going to pay him what Jerry Jones is going to pay him. He wants $40 million a year, which is absurd, I know. But he's going he's gonna to get whatever he can get. He's going to get, I don't know if he's going to get 40 but he's going to get, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a 35 annual annual salary from the Cowboys. No one else is paying him that. No. And that's one reason why I don't see Jameis Winston going to the Chargers because they're in rebuilding mode. If they draft somebody, they can still get a Mariota to... They can still get a Jameis Winston if they draft Jameis, the problem is, Mariota's going to be realistic. He knows he's not getting a monster deal. He's going to get a couple million a year to either just start and ride the bench, or maybe he does well. Who knows? Okay. It's tough. Jameis believes his own hype. Jameis still believes he's that first-round pick. Well, he was eating a first w- overall pick. Excuse he me. E- he was eating a W last year, wasn't he? Yeah. That was, which was horrible. Yeah, he's, he's, he's terrible. He is no Ray Lewis when it and comes here, to pregame and, hype. And you know what? Your point, your point is <laughs> enforced by this logic that he's got a projection of a four-year, $107 million contract. Which is asinine. That's the, 20- if you look up Asan in a dictionary, it's got Jameis Winston and that contract number next to it. That is ridiculous. He's projected to get more than Teddy at 26.7 per. Like, and that's that's insane. That's the problem with Winston because while the guys like Bridgewater and Mariota will be realistic of their market value, Winston will not I, I can't. because Tampa stuck with him all year last year. And he's going he's gonna to try to sell himself as – Look at all these stats I put up. Never mind the interceptions. Forget all those. Forget the fumbles. Yeah, let's just blow forget, past forget those. Forget the fact I, 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 you know, when a game's on the line, I choke like Phillip Rivers. Which is why I think he's going to. <laughs> no, because I do, I do think, and whether they're good or not, I don't know. Nobody will know for another couple of years as far as quarterbacks drafted in the upcoming draft. I do believe the Chargers will draft someone and then they'll try to bring in a veteran I know bringing in Mariota is not like bringing in a seasoned vet to teach you. It's not like the Giants bringing in Kurt Warner to teach Eli. But it's still somebody who has some experience playing who can step in and be serviceable, hopefully for Mariota's sake, until the kid's ready. I, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see Winston. Winston's going to have the same problem everywhere else that Dak is going to have. In Dallas, and Dak is a far superior quarterback to Winston. Don't get me wrong. Dak's never done anything in the playoffs. True. Dak's put up tremendous numbers, and he's a really, really good quarterback. But he's never done anything. He may as well be Phillip Rivers in the postseason. I don't. Think, I don't know if he's even if he's been there. He's been one and done. Who? Dak. Uh, yeah, I think he's been twice, and it's both been one. Yeah, and both done. been one and done. Like he doesn't perform. You're not. You're not going to get. Jerry Jones will pay you that money. Because Jerry Jones, and I would give Jerry Jones credit for this. When somebody's on his team, he looks at them like family. Right. Which is respectable, but it doesn't win. Right. Because, as Patriots fans, we can vouch, if you're not best for the team, even if you're family, you're getting shipped out of town. Bill's mantra is, well, it's 
unreport oh, un uncooperated mantra, but I'd rather get rid of you a year too early than a year too late. Yeah, he'd rather let someone go on their prime than than sign somebody I, and have four years of a six year contract be be not worth it. Richard, Ty. I mean, those are just a couple examples. Dion, although Dion was a, a little bit of an outlier, but he didn't have to pay him, did he? Well, he traded Richard. That's that's the difference right there. That that's the one that really proves the point to me. Yeah, is Tom Brady and Bill Belichick both wrote letters to the to the voting committee for the Hall of Fame to try to get Richard Sherman, Richard Sherman, Richard Seymour elected, and yet he traded him in his prime to the point where Seymour was not so happy with the Patriots. But but apparently they've you know they're Bill, okay Bill, now. They've hashed it out. But listen, when Bill when Bill's done with you and you've moved on out of the league. He will welcome you back as long as you don't do something like Eric Mangini did. That's the only kind of th- thing that will separate Bill from another person. Most of the time with Belichick, it really is business. It's not personal. Right. Like I know when he traded Seymour. I, I know you and I were both pissed. We're like, this is a great defensive player in his prime. Look at uh, the guy who's with uh, the, the Cardinals now. Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. Oh, it is Chandler Jones? Yeah. You could say in in the category of misses for Bill, it's him and Vinatieri, because there was discussion for Jandler for Defensive Player of the Year this year. Oh, absolutely, and he, he was a, he's was a great player with the Patriots, and he still is a great player with the Cardinals. But they just weren't going to pay him what he wanted, right. and they're like, okay, well, we can have you for another season, or we can get something for you and trade you. Belichick's going to do what's best for the team. Remember the discussion? It was after the 15, the Cardinals Super Bowl. Because I think all three of them were there. Uh, High, uh, Jamie, and and uh, Chandler. Yeah. The, the discussion was, and, and lesser Malcolm Butler, which one of these guys is going to be going to get the big contract? Which two or three? And all of a sudden you just started – Seeing mm-hmm. him go, and High got his, but Jamie got his in Cleveland. Chandler got his in Arizona. Malcolm eventually got his in Tennessee. I'd venture the only one that really panned out outside of New England was Chandler Jones. Uh-huh. Butler's been good, but doesn't. I don't think he's played up to his contract. Ooh. And Jamie was. I mean, Jamie went to Cleveland, so obviously. Yeah, and then he came Cleveland. back. But now he came back. But. And there's another side discussion I like to go into, but I want to get back to the quarterbacks. Because I, I'd like to, yeah, I don't know how we got sidetracked there. I'd but. like to dig into Chandler Jones. Are we going to move him, and where would he move to? Okay, I think I think I have an idea of where he might go. Okay. Um. Here's here's my thoughts to encompass the rest, and and when I put out my mock draft, which by the way I'm going to put one out. I'm going to go a la Mike Mayock. And if you don't know my Mike Mayock, he's the current GM of the Oakland Raiders. For years, he did a uh, mock draft on NFL Network. And he'd only, he'd only get put it out the day before the draft. He, yeah, he wasn't trying to look for clicks doing a draft, no. doing no. 15 versions of the draft the last month of the before the draft. And he was, he was, he was at the combine. He'd do pro days. He's, he's all about film, which I – Seed all knowledge to Mike Mayock, and whenever he was on TV, I'd I'd stop what I was doing, and I'd watch him. It's him and Joel Klatt, and Joel Klatt is great at college football. XFL uh, analyst, by the way. Oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So I'm going to do one, maybe the episode before the draft. Miami's going to take a, a rookie quarterback. Since he's going to take one. Tampa Bay and Carolina, all rookie quarterbacks. I don't know if they're going to play because they might bring in that grizzled veteran on a minimum contract. Well, the Carolina can just start Kyle Allen until the kid's ready. Right. Well, albeit if Carolina takes a quarterback, that would be three quarterbacks in the draft three years in a row. But I think Rule coming in, he needs to get his guy. He did, he did sign a fat contract, though. Where does Cam Newton go, then? I know he's not a free agent. That's why we're not bringing that's, him up. That's why those are, there's two people I was going to bring up afterwards that aren't free agents that we need to discuss real quick. Yeah. Uh, and that's one of them. I think I know the other one. Um, Jacksonville, I think, is going to – who did I say? Uh, what? Indianapolis. I think Indianapolis is going to stay with Brissett, which is crazy, I know. But I think Indianapolis is going to stick with Burnett, Brissett. Okay. Jacksonville, Phillip Rivers, which will be a mistake. Now, you're, you're noticing a, you're missing a person, right, Teddy? Yeah. Las Vegas. Really? Las Vegas. I don't think he fits in the John Gruden scheme whatsoever. I don't know. I, I think this is, this is not research. This is not – this is me just – one of those, throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. Until I dig into it more and see if if Gruen's positioning himself or moving some pieces, then maybe I'll, I'll alter my pick on this one. But just on the surface, I'm like, he wants to win. And I feel like, I know Teddy's a winner because I've seen Teddy play uh, Louisville. And I, I, I've said this before. I just, my image of Teddy B is him being carried by his offensive lineman with, I think it was a broken leg, but at least it was a fracture in a bowl game many years ago. And he's literally getting carried by his old lineman to drive down the field to win the game. And I, it sticks in my head every time I see Teddy, which is why I love him on my team, but it won't happen. But that's why I think John wants a winner. Because even though he's in year three, right, of 10-year contract, there will be a point where Bullcut is going to say, enough's enough. Yeah, well, Gruden protected himself because if Bullcut decides that, yeah, Gruden has, I, oh, yeah. I, I don't know if it just stocks or if it's actual like, it might potential be part, like vested ownership, but he will get a handsome parting gift if he decides to let him go early. I understand that. I do understand that. Uh, I think Chicago is going to stay with that mistake, which is awful, awful. And they'll be dreadful again. And which, by the way, that uh, remember how we discussed the uh, fifth, uh, fifth year option, right? I think he's in uh, he's in play, isn't he? Who? Uh, Mitchell. This is third year now, coming up. Third year coming yeah. up. Yeah. Where's this? Is third year coming up? God. It feels like he's been a waste of space for a long time. Oh, he probably has been, but he's only been playing in the league for two years. Um, That's really me, and I I don't have a personal problem with him. I just don't like his play. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, Detroit, they're not going to get any veteran quarterback, and I don't think they're going to go with rookies. I think they have David Blair, and they have Stafford, and that's what they're going to stick with. So now to your point, right, you mentioned this a few minutes ago. Cam Newton. 
And if L, if the Las Vegas is taking Teddy B, well, what does that mean for Derek Carr? So let's 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 take the scenario that <clears throat> Carolina does get a rookie quarterback and wants to move on from Cam. Which, by the way, if we if you've forgotten, I think I mentioned it is like eighteen million dollars of free cap space if you get rid of him. And the uh, Raiders get not maybe maybe not Teddy B, but they get a quarterback that they like better. Where are those two going? Cam and Derek. I don't know with Cam because what do they get? Because they have to trade him. No, they don't have to. Well, they could just cut him. That's right. That's right. Dead cat. You said that. Yeah. There's a point they can just cut him. Yeah. And they might not take as much, but trading him would be cheaper. I could see him going to a Tampa Bay if they move on from Jameis. Okay. Which I think they should. I don't know if they will, but I think they should. Bruce only has so long. Uh, what? Bruce only has so long before they're gonna. They might cut bait. I oh yeah, yeah. His, I know it's his first after his first year, <laughs> but some teams do get a little sure trigger happy. Um, just about the Raiders, real quick. Go ahead. You got John Gruden. Mm-hmm. You got. I think. I think it's pretty much assumed that Derek Carr's. Yeah. Moving on from, from the Raiders. Yeah. Even though he stated that he's enjoying he's gonna enjoy the moment where he takes the first snap in the new stadium. Which sure. Is good, which is, yeah, sure. Which, which he might do. Which all but guarantees him moving on. He might do that as an opponent. Yeah, he he may do that, yeah, or the ball boy. Um Philip Rivers of the Raiders. Oh. John Gruden loves Philip Rivers. That he does. Well, and he no, if you've ever heard him on TV on Monday Night Football when he was doing the commentary for Monday Night Football talking about Philip Rivers, you would thought the two of them needed a room after the game. That's very descript. No, no, no. I could have done much more descript. That was very 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 easy going on that one. But he lo- I, I I'm telling you, Rivers to the Gruden-led Raiders. Even with Phillip moving to yep. Florida? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter? Okay. It doesn't matter. He does have the... He does. He has have, the financial means to transport himself back and forth. Okay, I'm just saying. He no, does no, I know. Have, he yeah. does have a litter of yeah. children, and he has to try to continue to add to that litter because he apparently wants an entire 54-man roster. Well, I go for it, man. He got the money to pay for it. Whatever. Uh yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't, there's no, I haven't heard any whispers about this. There's no, it's just, I know how much John Gruden loves Phillip Rivers. Okay. He's going to be out there. He's going to be available. They want to move on from Carr. They don't have a draft pick that would allow them to really get any of the top uh, quarterbacks. No. They're going to try to continue to build other parts of the team. They would have done that last year. It, he's, I think, I, I'd say Rivers, two-year deal, 35 to $40 million. And he's going to end up in Oakland. He'll be there for two years. He could have signed other – when he was with Oakland the first time, he could have signed anybody else. He kept Rich Gannon. He loves his old experience quarterbacks. What was it, What was your numbers? Two years, 35 to 40. Okay. And give me like – you keep going. I'm going to see. Yeah. Because you, you're getting 
I mean, if I'm going to guess, you're, I'm going to go you're, for you're, you're, it. You're, I, I can really, I can really see Gruden signing him for that kind of contract. I can. Where everybody goes, I don't know. We can, we can do that. We can sit down with all the free agents and everything. Yeah. And we can try to place it. We can put it online so people can see our guesses. I mean, I, I'm more than happy to do that. Because some of them are easy. You know, you got Breeze and Brady. They're staying where they are. Financially, uh, if you and if you don't know, financially, the Patriots take a, a cap hit. I think it's like seven. If Brady signs elsewhere because it's dead money from right, same as the Saints with Drew Brees and Drew Brees. Well, it's 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 worse. It's more for Brees, yeah. It it there because New Orleans is going to take a hit for Drew and Teddy Bridgewater just because of the way they structure the contracts. But if they if New Orleans signs Drew, they can restructure the deal to push the money along. And the same with the Patriots, they can push that money along. So not only does it make sense offensively to keep both Drew and, and and Tom in their current teams for your cap it makes sense as well and for the franchise in general now if you're the Chargers which has been bandied about so many times and for Las Vegas you want a you, you want a big name because you need to set, sell PCLs PCLs PS PSLs personal seating licenses which are big money for teams. Oh, sure. Which the Chargers were drawing dead in the L.A. market. Dead. And Las Vegas has opened up their stadium this year, I think. Is it this year? I, think uh, I believe so. They need to sell money. Let me ask you. Does Derek Carr tickle your fancy? Derek, with you and that making it weird again. <laughs> uh, no, not at all. I mean... Because he's been so inconsistent. Right. Where I mean, there was a couple of years ago. Remember, that, I think it was three years ago. He had the first half of that season. He looked like the MVP candidate. It he was, was It was the year he... he um, yeah. It was at the end of the season where he injured himself. He injured himself, himself yeah. And the Patriots were going to face... Like, that was Oakland the one and, thing... Like, yeah, they were going to face him in, in Mexico City. Yeah. Yeah. And we were concerned this might be a team where he's going to disown... I think it was, what, 17? I think so. Yeah, it was two or three years and ago. we were concerned that, oh my God, is... Because he wasn't just good. He was MVP quality good. He was lights out. He was His stats since were then. up. His interceptions were down. And ever since he came back, supposedly healthy, he has not been the same player. I think a change of pace could do a lot for him. It doesn't excite me in, uh, as part of the Raiders because it's a system he's shown he cannot thrive in. You put him somewhere else, maybe he does. Does this make you gag? Put him in Chicago. Yeah. Chicago's... Put him... Put him if you're concerned about Matthew Stafford's back, sign him to a, a show-me contract. Well, here's the problem. I got a projection of a two-year, $55 million contract. For who? Phillip. Uh, 55? No, 55. I don't, I don't, I don't 27.5 see that, a year makes him the eighth highest-paid quarterback. I, I agree it'll be a two-year deal with him. But not 55. I, I don't see anybody giving him 55. I don't see anybody giving him that. For what? Maybe. If anybody will, Gruden will. Right. Because Gruden loves him like no other. So where is Derek in this scenario? Out of town. You have a off, off, just off the cuff. Do you have a place where you think he might go? Yeah, I, remember, I just said Chicago or uh, oh, Detroit. I thought you were talking about. No, no, Phillips, Phillip, Phillips going to the Raiders. Okay, I've so, already, I've already, I've wrote that down already. He's going to Los Angeles. Um, so here's Angeles. the problem. Here, here's <laughs> uh, my problem with Chicago. Uh, uh, uh Las Vegas. Okay. Here's my problem with Chicago, right? Which there's a lot. Great city, though. It's a great city. Great city. I, I haven't been there. I have. Been there. Awesome. I Legitimately. Great place. Um, here's the problem with Chicago. 
and and we've talked about this before about Mitchell Trubisky. They have this issue. They've put so much into Mitchell Trubisky before he even stepped foot into the organization that they have to make they have to like just draw it out till the end. To to the end point like IE Jameis Winston. Although they didn't Tampa didn't invest as much because they had the first pick. You need to be like um, Tennessee. Tennessee took him took Mariota to fifth year option. They did that, but in that fifth year, they said we need to bring someone else in who wants to prove himself, and maybe we can get something out of it to try to push him. Yeah. And then have the guts in that same season to say he's not doing it. Nothing's changed. We need to move on to someone else, and that's why we brought him in. We brought him in here. We brought in Tannehill to, to push Mariota, and guess what it didn't do? It didn't push Mariota. Yeah, push him out of town. Well, okay, fair enough. Um, push him in the wrong direction for them, yeah. I think Chicago, so if, if, if you're right, I think you're right. I'm assuming you're right on the fact that it's his, it'll only be his third season. Yeah, this, he, was draft, he was drafted in Mahomes Watson. This is the year. This is your year to say, it, do we have something in Mitch? Oh, wait a Trubisky? minute. No, hold on. It might be his fourth year then. I was going to say. Because he, yeah, he was drafted the same year Holmes and Watson were, and they're going on their fourth year. Yeah, okay. Never mind. I was wrong. Which is why they've been talking about, that's why I've been talking about the big deals. Yeah. So this is. Uh, they do have that, to make a, an date, important decision there. That yeah. date is, is yeah. very important. The um, fifth year option date. What did I say it was May? I believe it's middle of May, yes. <laughs> I don't know how you pick it up. He hasn't shown you anything. It it's it would be criminal to not pick it up, but I think you as a team cut your losses. Have to cut just your say, losses and move on. Look. We don't have it. But here's the problem is as soon as you don't pick that option up, his value plummets to any trade prospect, right? So now he's going to become a free agent at the end is of the Is there a market for Mitchell Trubisky to be traded that is no, just no, no. blowing up that but, I don't know about? But I'm saying, but I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is you'll have him on one-year deal and that's it. Right. So you can't trade him to anybody after date X. Okay. Uh, in, in May. You, you, it, it's, it's, oh, you have one year. If you pick him up, if you pick up that fifth year option, you can then say to maybe a team, here's Mitchell Trubisky for two years. We would like a large pepperoni pizza. Here's Mitchell Trubisky. Um, I don't know if there's a team that actually would do that, though. I don't think anybody would trade for the kid. I, I don't. I don't like what he does. He wasn't even that great in no. North Carolina. Somebody might pick him up if he if he hits free agency and when they when they don't pick up the option like they shouldn't after this season, or for, I mean before this season, before next season, right? Before his fifth saying. year, you know what I'm trying to say. I know what you're saying. Hopefully, you guys do too. But if they don't, somebody could pick him up on free agency as a backup, a team you know a team that needs somebody, and I don't even want to speculate because we don't know what the landscape's going to be after next season. But somebody who might need, you know, as a backup. No, the Bears could even bring him back as a backup and bring in somebody else. I could see somebody like Derek Carr 
coming in with a, a, a different scheme and a change of pace because there are some talented receivers there in Chicago, and they have some very good running backs, and they have a championship-caliber defense. They are wasting. They are wasting Khalil Mack. Oh, yeah, they are. And other defensive juggernauts on that team. Allen Robinson has been as good as you could possibly be with Mitchell Trubisky throwing to him. He's damn near been a pro bowl or an all pro receiver with a guy who can't throw throwing to him. Just imagine how good this team could be with somebody competent under center. And I know what you said, Derek Carr, competent over Mitchell Trubisky? Yeah, much better. If you can bear I'm telling you, Derek Carr is Joe Montana compared to Mitch Trubisky. So I'll enhance your point, right? You said you're wasting Khalil Mack. You're wasting Allen Robinson. You're wasting who else? Add your other, all the talent on that team. You're wasting probably my favorite player, David Montgomery. All this. Well, it's where he's only going into his second year, though. He still has time. But you're still wasting. You sure? Basically wasted. Most but you're wasting Khalil Mack in his prime. You have three years on this contract of Derek Carr, and not a lot of uh, dead money to. Las Vegas if they trade him. 7-9 this year, 2-5 next year. Zero in 2022, the last year of the deal. So it's it's heavy salary. Here's your problem with, with Chicago. $12 million in cap space. They have to create. Even if you trade um, Mitchell or decline the option, you still need to create space, which so, I mean that'll that'll come up, right? They yeah. can figure that out. Yeah. So that so now you're push you're up against the, you're up against the cap is your problem. So you have to figure out what you're going to do with the cap situation, which every team, well, <clears throat> most teams can figure that out. Not every team. Derek has to be that player we were just talking about, which I don't know if it was sixteen or seventeen, where he was on his way to an MVP season and I was concerned that the Patriots were going to lose to him in the playoffs and oh, maybe yeah. he was going to have he was going to start his run of maybe being the best in the league and maybe he was going to collect a couple Super Bowl rings but if you get if you acquire him you need to make sure you have that team tight ready to go and he needs to be clear and concise on offense and understand it, and you need to get him in a ASAP. If the Bears realize how good David Montgomery is and actually use him the way he should be used, which I know last year is only his rookie year, so right. we'll get him a little slack there. If they know that they realize what they have with him and they get an even competent quarterback in, if that, and I'm not saying Tannehill's going to go there, but if they even got a guy like a Tannehill, a guy like a Bridgewater, a guy who just won't lose them games, they're a Super Bowl team. You have you. They're have, a Super Bowl team with that defense. Remember what Tariq Cohen did the year before? Oh yeah, he was one of the most electric players in the game. He was actually a fantasy option on teams. He actually got drafted this past season in in a lot of fantasy teams. Right? Yeah, absolutely. How did that Especially work out? Bigger fantasy. Leagues. How did that work out for teams in 2019 that drafted Tariq Cohen? Pretty bad. Right. They didn't use him. They underutilized him. Not to mention they underutilized Dave Montgomery. But for some reason, Matt Nagy couldn't figure out how to use his running backs. Where does that stem from? The quarterback. Yeah. His inability to be a functioning quarterback. No one's going to care about a play-action fake when they know you can't throw the ball anyways. Right. You're inaccurate. 
you ru you rush your throws, and sometimes you get that you're looking at the pass rush instead of looking at your receivers, which doesn't work. I forgot who it was for Green Bay, but after that opening opening day game or that opening game between the Bears and Packers, uh, I forgot who it was. I want to say J.R. Alexander, but I can't remember. Said if we could, we knew if we could get Mitchell Trubisky to play quarterback, we would win. It could have been one of the Smiths. It may have been. I honestly have no idea. You can name everybody. I, I know, know one. Of, I know one of them is is pretty brash. Yeah, but Jair is not. But he's also not wrong. No. If you force him to throw the ball, you're gonna beat him. Right. It, it's it's sad and crazy, but it's true. Imagine those Bears fans watching Patrick Mahomes last Sunday. No one. They didn't oh. even have. They didn't even have. They didn't even have to move in the draft. They, that's, that is, and they could have taken him. That is what I call a depressing feeling. Yeah. Because you could have had him. Well, that's like all those years the Patriots were bad before this 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 run they had, and yeah, us, us real fans of the Patriots remember those days when there was a certain draft the Patriots traded with the Forty ers and the Forty ers used that pick to get Jerry Rice. Like, Fair. you kind of look at a lot of mediocrity over the years of the Pats before Brady and Belichick, and you're like, man, he had one of the best receivers of all time. You know whether he used stick him or not with the Pats, who knows. But look that up. I'm not making that up. He actually admitted <laughs> that. But I mean, you know, it, it. Just Trubisky's not the guy. No. No, he's not. He's not. He's just not. Well, we've we've given Mitchell Trubisky more attention than he deserves. Is there anything else you wanna you wanna get to on that list? Um. I don't. I don't. It's Cam. Cam would be the outlier. He, he, I have no idea where he goes, honestly. It's, it's interesting on where everyone drops, where everyone slides in. Because I could see him going to Chicago, too. But, again, that, that creates the other the same issue is how much money does he want? Chicago yeah, you're you're going to need a lot more money for Cam Newton than Derek Carr. Right, and Chicago only has $12 million in cap space that so they need to create. Um, I don't think Cam wants to go to an outdoor team so where he's going to have to play in the cold. I really I like don't. Him Not Tam at his age. I like him in Tampa Bay. New Orleans could probably do it if it was emergency because they lost Drew. He's not going to Detroit. Maybe Indianapolis picks him up. But I see with Indianapolis, I just feel like Chris Ballard's too smart to put himself in a bad spot because he gave Jacoby such a a friendly, a pretty friendly deal to stay. And be the starting quarterback, but that, at that time he wasn't the starting quarterback. Right. So it's so friendly that he can keep him. Maybe he makes a trade for Derek Carr. I could see Carr, and and that's not yeah. as Indy, right? And it's not as much money for like if if the projections are right and and Teddy gets twenty mil, it'd be a better deal for Derek Carr because it'll be a little lot. It'd be a lot less. Three years, you have your backup still in Jacoby. I just don't know where I don't know where Cam fits in. Is my pro, my thing? He's gonna go. He's gonna end yeah, up. Yeah, I don't somewhere. know. Honestly, I'd have to. We have, we, well, I think we should do what we said we were gonna do earlier, which yeah. is take all the free agents. It won't have a next episode. It'll, it'll take a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, we can definitely take who we think will end up where and give a year and a dollar amount and just try to see how close we can come to that. I think that'd be fun. But uh, I think we've just about beaten this quarterback yeah. discussion over the head enough we'll for today. What's that? We'll beat it up again. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about all this again because other things will come up and there'll be things we 
you know people want to hear about and we want to discuss. So there's no football going on right now besides the XFL. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But as for now, the NFL is is done till September. So we have plenty of time to bring all these uh, things to the table. And uh, as always, let us know what you thought of today's show, whether it be our our uh, review of the award winners or our breakdown of the quarterback free agents, and Ben, we're going to do that. Well, they can go on uh, Instagram to look at our posts. Uh, it's Ben underscore Chris Talk Football. You can hit us up on Twitter. That's Ben Chris Talk F O one, and you can join the discussion of anything that you feel like needs to be discussed on Ben and Chris Talk Football Facebook page. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed the show, tell a friend, recommend the show, pass it along. You know, if you feel so inclined, subscribe. Leave us a review. If you could do that, we'd really we'd really appreciate it. Absolutely. For Ben, I am Chris. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you right back here Tuesday morning. Thank you.